0: Welcome to the Precision Podcast and I'm here this evening joined by my dear friend Julie Smith. Uh, I'm sure she won't mind me saying that we're both women of a certain age. Indeed, yes. Yes, and uh, we've known one another for such a long time now. I can hardly remember how long it is, Julie. I reckon it's
1: 25 years. It's
0: such a long time. Time About 25 years, yes. And know, yeah, and I know when we first met, uh, we were both at the stage of uh, getting married, weren't we? Actually, we, we both, were. <laughs> yeah. We got married. Well,
1: actually, uh, yeah. You moved out of your house, and I moved into your house.
0: Oh my gosh, I totally forgotten that. Yeah. yeah, we moved. Yeah, and then you, you loved that house, and then something bad happened. What was it? You had a flood. Was it? The water
1: tank in the loft burst, and the whole house was <laughs> trashed six months.
0: <laughs> I'm glad I was gone when that happened. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah lucky yeah. escape. Yeah, yeah.
0: so uh, we were both getting married. You got married uh, the year before me. I'm a, I'm
1: 97.
0: A, yeah, and we were 98. In the same venue, can you remember, it rained on your day.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it was sunny on yours, which is quite fortunate as you had a horse and carriage. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm so happy I had a horse and carriage and, and yeah, <laughs> would not have gone down well. So we, uh, you know, this, this time that has passed, intervening time, yeah. we, you know, we've been in touch on and off, haven't we? And so we yeah. we live near enough uh, to visit one another. However, at the moment, that's not possible. So we're doing this meeting via the, uh, the, the medium of the internet. And, uh, and so we're talking about, we're talking tonight about uh, menopause, how that affects our bodies, and the things we can do to combat those effects, and uh, and so I know that for me the menopause has just hit me uh, in the last year, and uh, I'm I'm kind of feeling the effects. I don't know about you.
1: What symptoms did you notice first?
0: Well, so the the first things that I started to notice was the temperature fluctuations. Okay. Yeah. Was that
1: day day and night or just night time?
0: No, it was just at the night to begin with, just at the night time. But also, you know, a a raft of of other symptoms that you don't necessarily know that that's what it is at the time, do you? Because I I was in the Perry for about five years, a good five years beforehand. And, and so it, you're not kind of really expecting that's what it is. But I'm, on reflection, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing that um, even, even those of us who don't have a lot of symptoms, have you, have you had symptoms?
1: Well, yeah, the hot, hotness at night. Because two years ago, we were on holiday in Italy, and it was very hot because it was August. Mm-hmm. And so I was waking up in the night really, really hot. So I thought it was just the climate because we were in a hot country. Yeah. But then when we came home to the good old UK, I was still waking up really <laughs> hot at night. So I realised actually, it must have been in Italy two years ago, that it actually started with the hot. Mm. Not sweat, so don't get sweats, but just get really hot really quickly. Yeah. And then... I- I, I'm hot, 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 cold, hot, cold. But I don't sweat, so I just get really hot, really no, quickly.
0: I don't sweat, and I've never really been somebody who has uh, done a lot of sweating, even though I've tried. Believe me, with the with the, all the exercises I've done, uh, and so, but it's also almost worse the fact that you're not sweating somehow.
1: I, I sweat more nowadays with exercise than I used to do, but um, the night sweat, night night hotness is not sweaty heat. It's just getting hot and then colder and hotter and. Hotter
0: and that's probably better in a way because you do hear about poor people mm. who have to get up and change yeah. night gear and all of that yeah that. that's
1: not happened that just can't. yet
0: no yeah. <laughs> 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 well i must say i did start to get them during the day and it was absolutely messing with my mind because i was on and off with the clothing you know and uh teaching mm. middle of teaching pilates oh yeah i forgot to mention that of course um precision is my business my pilates uh, online Pilates business and uh, so I teach and uh, Pilates uh, quite a lot during the day and um, and it was really messing with my mind the fact that I was suddenly on fire Uh, you know would really lose my train of thought as a consequence but do you know what I um, you know I uh, as a physio I've been qualified to use acupuncture Oh, yeah. Um, and I found uh, some, a couple of spots, a, a recipe, if you like, for the hot sweats, and I think I've managed to cure them. Wow. But, yeah, so uh, don't tell anybody, will you?
1: No. <laughs> 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 try not
0: to. Yeah, try not to. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, it was messing with me so much. I, I don't know. I, I can't think of anything else it could be because that's the only thing I've been doing differently. Um, so yeah, I'm really glad about that. But you know, the thing the thing is, you start to have physical symptoms and then you sort of you can't help but know that the hormone balance in the body is changing and, and that has effects through the whole of the body, doesn't it? Not just mm-hmm. you know, the temperature and the memory and whatever else happens, but the, the tissues, the, the collagen, the you know the skin, the elasticity is not quite as good and, uh, and then it brings us to the bones, which is which is something that uh, I'm quite uh, passionate about. You know, looking after our, our physical body uh, with exercise is something I'm really passionate about. And so what, what do you do for exercise, Julie?
1: Well, <laughs> my exercise history okay. is very poor. Oh. So I never liked exercise. I was always really lucky. I was always slim. Right. And I was always in a pretty active work so i always felt i was quite active in the day so and i never really liked exercise so i didn't do but the old step aerobics in the 90s you know that we used to go to up yeah, in Scotland. um and just fads more fads of step aerobics maybe a fad of going to a gym for a little while i never joined a gym but just little fads of things but never never really into running or anything like that mm. but then only in the last probably the last Ten years decided to do a bit more exercise. Would love to run. Tried running, hurt my hips. The body really mm-hmm. ached. So I now do lots and lots of walking. In fact, since lockdown, I've never done as much exercise in all my life. Wow. So I go for a five k, sometimes ten k walk. Wow. Um, not every day. I'd say five days out of seven. I don't walk on the day I'm doing. Uh, pilates i do zumba i've got a friend who's doing zumba
0: oh yeah good
1: so, <laughs> so i'm doing zumba i normally do zumba i started zumba just last year that's once a week that's quite energetic mm-hmm. um i used to do pilates for a little while um and then stopped for whatever reason but i must say i do like the at home pilates that i'm now doing with yourself Seriously? but the, the thing i've noticed is weight gain oh I've always been really skinny when I was a teenager, skinny in my 20s. Mm. And then I can see my weight going up, 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 up. And it's my eating pattern's not changed. I'm very conscious of what I eat, but I'm yeah. still putting weight on that. And I think that's probably a menopause thing.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you're right. Um... I'm
1: interested in yourself because you are as slim as you've always been. And obviously that's not affected you, but you do obviously a lot more exercise than me so
0: well uh yeah the thing i think the thing that i'm finding increasingly about uh, you know about the weight management is that exercise alone isn't enough anymore mm. <laughs> uh, you know i've always exercised to eat really was was sort of the way i manage things because uh, i love my food anybody who knows me will know i absolutely love my food um, but, yeah, I've changed a few things, actually, about that. Um, so, th- you know, the, the biggest thing I've done, really, is the time-restricted eating. I don't know if that's something you've heard about.
1: Time-restricted, is not eating after a certain time.
0: It's, it's just having a smaller window when you consume whatever calories it is you're going to consume, whatever nutrition, I should say, rather than calories. Um, uh-huh. You know, so that that's something that uh, I've I've been uh, following, and I think it, it's well, it's definitely making a difference to me. And so, interestingly, I was listening, I saw an article Michael Mosley had put into um, one of the son- Saturday uh, magazines this week, and he was talking again about uh, you know this notion of of intermittent fasting actually yeah. helping to reduce the general overall level of inflammation in the body. And how that can could in some way contribute to our boosting our immune system and being able to fight off this uh, horrid virus should we uh,
1: intermittent fasting
0: yeah, so they call there's different words, different uh, terminology intermittent fasting is michael one of michael morsley's books, the five to two you know two days a week oh, yeah. yeah the two days a week you have i think it's something like eight hundred calories, and then the rest um. And the rest of the week you might eat normally, but uh, that's you know one way of doing it. And then uh, the way that I've moved towards is uh, is this time restricted window, so that you, eat, you know you you're having good nutrition and everything, but uh, you you don't go mad with uh, you know processed food or anything. It's just that the window that you eat in is is uh, ideally less than twelve hours um you know is, is what the research is saying and if you can get it down to 10 then you
1: oh, okay.
0: you, you might actually notice that you um you that the the weight is uh it starts to creep down in the in the right direction or the yeah. other direction
1: interesting yeah, it is.
0: But, you know, I, I kind of hesitate to talk about uh, trying to diet because it's more about uh, optimal nutrition for, to fuel the yeah. body. You know, if we think mm-hmm. of food as fuel, um, then, then we're, we're less inclined to think of treats being a good thing and more inclined to think about, uh, you know, the quality of the food that we consume. And, and so we need to nourish our bodies, especially at this time. Uh, because of you know what I was talking about, the, the loss of bone, twenty percent of the bone loss will occur in the first five to seven years after the menopause. So you know that's that's not to be sneezed at, is it? And um, and so bone building activities, whether it's you know the nourishment is part of it, but uh, but for me. The uh, you know, looking at it from the physical point of view, the activity point of view, loading the bones, uh, you know, weight bearing exercises, walking, awesome, get out there, you know, get your vitamin D, the sunshine on your skin, especially over the last few weeks. I mean, gosh, mm. Mm. um, load the bones, but um. You know, to preserve the function of the body, we need to, and I think you might have said this to me, that you were starting to feel a bit stiff.
1: Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: You know, stiffer than we ever felt before. Never. Those
1: hip exercises in part, are so hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, they're hard now, but, you know, that's four, three weeks into the programme, isn't it? And so after, you know, what you should notice as time passes is they get less yeah. hard. And then... Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's you kind of take for granted what your body does, mm. and you don't realise what it can't do until you try. Until you ask it. Okay. So it can
1: it can still improve even at my age.
0: Oh, my goodness, of course, yeah, we can. Yeah, you're in the prime of your life, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> I say you because we're the same age. We're in the prime <laughs> of our lives. I, There's hope yet, then. Yeah. I don't you're not quite as old as me are you I think we you're just a little bit younger still 51 yeah I'm 53 this month Julie oh, it's my birthday oh and do you know what I would have been having you over to a, one of my barbecues or something but we can't do that because
1: and because John's got his 50th this month but
0: oh.
1: it's still not really what six people is it <laughs>
0: yeah, it's not much allowed in your garden <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, anyway, you know, I got on the list of six people. I would come put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, I think this is it. You don't, you don't always, um you don't realize what you can't do until you try and do it. And yeah. that, that's how sometimes we we end up getting into a bit of a decline, and, and it's only when. Uh, you know, that uh, everyday tasks become uh, a challenge. That yeah,
1: I just think I was OK. I was really fit. I could walk a distance. You know, I can keep active at work. And it's actually when you start doing things like Pilates, off, <laughs> realising off. how stiff.
0: Pushing the envelope move yeah. outside your comfort zone and I was talking about this with my son then because I talked to him about everything pretty much he doesn't like it necessarily
1: yeah. <laughs> I just sit and listen <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it's it, pushing the envelope what what is it that makes us do it you said you know uh, you hadn't exercised because you were slim and uh, but not even uh, you know uh not everybody's slim, and they still don't maybe don't choose to go out of the way to exercise. And I, you know, I don't, I don't quite know what it is that drives us to do it. But, but what I do know is that once you uh, get the bug,
1: that's or, what everybody says. I'm waiting to get that bug. Oh, you're not
0: still waiting?
1: <laughs> that's one bug I'm still waiting to get. Actually, no, I do no because I did bring myself to do Pilates three times this week. Ah. So, well. I, um, whether it's because I've got the time at the moment, I'd like to think that that's going to carry on when I get back to working full time. Wow. But I certainly, if I've not been for a walk, then I'll know that yeah. I need to go. So maybe I'm starting to get that dust, the dust's coming off that bug. <laughs> it's time to wake up.
0: Yeah, you, it's how to get get to that place. Right. It's something
1: that you really enjoy, isn't it? That's...
0: Yeah, yeah. That that is key, undoubtedly. But then you know, I said this to somebody the other day. How, you know, you don't know you you're going to enjoy it until you try it. That's so, right. yeah. so that's got to be that's got to be something. And you know what, your your body, I think, can't help but enjoy the effects. Yeah. You know, and they also the practicing mind-body uh, type programs, disciplines like Pilates and yoga, they um, invariably, they're going to impact on your central nervous system and you're going to get that feel-good factor, even despite the fact that, you know, you say, oh, my hips felt stiff or whatever, but you do come away with That's it. A little, yeah, a yeah. And, and so if you, you know, if you kind of put yourself out there to Try something new if you've never tried it before, knowing that I, you know, I say this sometimes in class it's a bit like medicine, you don't necessarily like the flavor of it, but you like the effects, um, yeah. you know, and, and that's <laughs> and that can be um, uh, just the, the mental effects, the effects yeah. of you know the, the stress relief. Oh my gosh, the stress of. Of this you know i'm really it's, it's driving me out of my mind almost this the if i don't keep it in check uh you know w- w- what can what the future's going to be like how yeah you,
1: know, you just have to think of other things because if you think about it too much
0: <laughs> yeah well, so like you said, I' go for a walk or a I do yes. some yoga, I do some pilates. I, I am very fortunate to be in that position of uh, knowing what to do as well because, you know, needing a bit of guidance sometimes is the thing that stops people, isn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: not, not knowing that you might, maybe you might hurt yourself. And uh, I
1: certainly know that. Well, that's it. So it's knowing whether a pain that you've got is something you've got to fight through. Or actually, does it mean you need to stop? yeah that kind yeah. Of, for, a, for a novice like myself yeah. no, no pain no gain but actually if it's hurting when you're a certain age does that yeah. mean actually stop don't do any more
0: wait yeah it's a really it's a really interesting question that because pain is also something that we perceive differently from person is to it, person.
1: is it uncomfortable or is it really
0: hurting yeah, yeah so you know you can think of a scale of naught to ten yeah. And, you know so 10 if it was 10 then you would know that's pain that is is detrimental and you don't want to go there with that but there's a there's a, a range of sensation which you might call discomfort you know you might yeah. call it a stretching sensation and maybe it's you know three or four out of 10 uh, and, and that could be okay to to experience that sensation and so what i what i generally say to people is we're looking for the boundaries what you know the edge and yeah. when we get to the edge whether that's uh, through the sensation of pain or a sensation of discomfort rather i should say or whether it's a sensation of stretch or tightness or stiffness you know whatever that sensation is you go to the edge of that sensation and then in order to make a shift, you have to explore the boundary because if you don't explore the boundary, you won't get the mm. change. And yeah. the, shift is, the shift and the change is what you what you come for. You know, if you, if you mm. don't get the shift, if you're not doing that, then you're thinking, well, why am I bothering? So, mm. so we go to the boundaries and just nudge them, you know? Yes. So, uh, you know, the no pain, no gain philosophy isn't helpful necessarily in this uh, context that people can hurt themselves. And believe me, I know a few of my clients who've been jumping around to high interval training online, I won't mention any names, thinking that this was a good idea because, you know, whatever reason. (laughs) And, uh, And I know at least two of them are now injured. Because of doing something that the body should be. I'm not, laugh, at. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, not <laughs> laughing at that, are we? But um, you know, So it is very, it's a very real possibility that we can hurt ourselves. And you know, the last thing I want to do is be injured and then not be able to do the things that are going yeah. to be really good for me so uh so you know put the boundaries are there your body has boundaries and you know they've they've been built up over a long period of time for, for those of us now at, at this age and so we don't smash through the boundaries no we don't we explore the boundaries we nudge the boundaries we want to make a change we want to shift but we do it uh, gently and sensibly and that you know that's something so do you like,
1: think it's a mixture of high impact and stretching that you need to continue doing
0: uh you need to do impact exercise. Yes, you do. Definitely you need impact. Uh well for the lower limb particularly, yeah. Mm. The shock. Yeah. I'm clapping. You can't see me, I forgot. <laughs> the uh, you know, the kind of shock waves that go through the bones ultimately will create uh the the necessary changes to to uh, shift the process in the favour of building bone and and that's a good thing but uh, but ultimately you know you have to manage that at a level you can't go from ground zero to suddenly jumping around like a maniac yeah yeah you've got to approach these things uh, in a maybe in a phased way. And if you think about steps that you take when you're out walking, um, you know, in the either on hard pavements or currently the ground was so very hard, wasn't it? You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and you're out walking and that will invariably be sending the shocks up through the the bones. Uh, If you can do, I think, you know, the, the Royal Osteoporosis Society came up with some guidance and off the top of my head, I can't quite remember, but it was something like count 50... Shocks to the bones uh, every day, and that would be a good thing. So if you're, okay. you know, if you're walking five kilometers, you're definitely doing more than that, aren't you? And
1: mm. uh, that's good. One.
0: And and walking can be enough in terms of the loading, but also then you've got to think about the upper limb, haven't you? How do we load the yeah. upper limb? And it's so-
1: think about thinking about the the tire around the middle.
0: <laughs> Is that what you're thinking? Well, they tie around the middle that we, we, you know, we've got to get into the core, haven't we? Uh, You know, and sometimes it's just a a kind of a a habitual uh, sense of allowing it all to hang loose. uh, Yeah, yeah, that's where people get to, a sort of a lack of awareness of, of what is actually happening in the middle of your body. Yeah you know, that you're not tuned into uh, and being able to activate muscles with only... I know
1: posture can improve it because you you talk about posture a lot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The posture is so very crucial, Uh, you know, in terms of loading the bones, you want to load them in the way that is going to distribute the load in the most uh, optimal fashion so that the load is shared in the way between all the different structures, the bones, the ligaments and the muscles. And so by putting the joints into the appropriate alignment, then you're going to allow for the load to be distributed more evenly. And again, that's going to uh, reduce your risk of injury. Uh, But also the aesthetic of standing up straight is is so much better. You know when we look at each other, isn't it? If we stand like you, you, just have to look at Darcy Bustle on the television, don't you? When she's yeah, you know the any dancer. I always think dancers have the most uh, fabulous posture. Uh, all those years of training, but they don't feel like they're holding themselves up anymore because it's become it's become the default.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: And so we want to practice these things enough that ultimately it becomes the default that you Mm -hmm. pull yourself up. And and so uh, we get to a place where we're sagging on our ligaments, hanging on the ligaments, hanging on the joints, uh, because as human beings, we will always seek out the uh, position of the least effort. And that's, that's a, a, a evolutionary thing, because the less energy that we use, the more likely we are to survive, i.e. to run away from the tiger. You know, if you've got the energy, then you're going to be able to do that, and you will survive. Yeah. It, was, it was a, It's an evolutionary thing that you will uh, be relaxed as much as you possibly can. And so this idea that, you know, uh, if you see somebody like uh, good old Darcy Bussell standing She's got muscles switched on there, holding her up. You know, it, it, it's not just that uh, she's genetically put together that way. She is actively standing rather than uh, passively hanging on the ligaments and and the joints. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah. that's something that you you practice, and you the more you practice it, the more it becomes the default. You do it without thinking about it. Uh, you know, and we're all going to relax some of the time. Even Darcy Bussel? Yes.
1: <laughs> I'm sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: What so, do you think about supplements? Supplements and things. Supplements of bones.
0: Yeah, well, there's so there's different schools of thought on supplementation. Obviously, calcium going in, uh having the right levels of calcium, but then we need the vitamin D, don't we, to absorb it? Uh, and then it's a question of the quality of the supplements that you take as well, like. Um, and it's really not my field of expertise, but I do know that vitamin D uh, deficiency is very common, and the recommendations are now that we should take a vitamin D supplement every day in this country, and that's even in the summer. Yeah,
1: yeah. I do take vitamin D actually. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I think uh, I think working with young people and teenagers, a lot of the teenagers' special needs, obviously, have been prescribed vitamin D. They don't go out anyway.
0: Oh, that's true. Some
1: do t- seem to have it as a routine, and it got me to think. Actually, mm. when I'm working, I don't have much sunlight because if I'm working full time, I'm not outside enough, and the weather, apart from the last month, is never normally that good. So I thought maybe I actually we should all start taking it. So that's what I have taken. Now, I'm just thinking about joints. Do I need to take some oil?
0: Oh, oh fish <laughs> oil. Know, the big
1: like mm-hmm. man. Grease the joints like the Tim Manders. Yeah, I
0: think one of the biggest things we can do is keep up the fluid balance. Right, yeah, that's true. Because, you know, if you think... No been, one
1: drinks you, enough.
0: Yeah, you, your joints, particularly the synovial joints, like your knees and your hips, are filled with synovial fluid. I mean, that's mm-hmm. got come from somewhere in the body, hasn't it? Yeah. But, you know, so the, the synovial fluid in the joints is what provides the nourishment, the cartilage, Uh, the nutrients are actually within the fluid and they get uh, kind of squished into the cartilage Uh, and when we walk and move about and that's why walking and moving about is is so important for joints you know people who start to get painful joints maybe avoidance is, is such a default strategy for a human being you know you start to think your joints are hurting you so you avoid you know the things that might make it hurt but in actual fact walking and moving joints is going to uh, continue to nourish the structures particularly the, the cartilage in the joints which doesn't have a fabulous circulation and so that fluid balance really important and it's really important for bone as well you know uh, that we have uh, maintain a good levels of hydration which um, is something again that we're not always very good at when we're working yeah. at the same busy full-time working and everything and I know I should have said that you're a nurse uh working with the children and, and you've worked you've been a nurse you've been a nurse forever haven't you that's forever always, yes been a nurse for forever. 30 <laughs> plus years
1: <laughs> like a middle but 30 plus years
0: yeah, that's yeah. Right. like I was a physio all that time and uh yeah. it's just it's kind of in your genes isn't it you,
1: yeah but we we go, we go around. Encouraging our children to drink. Yeah, we need to practice it ourselves. Yeah, it's yeah, well, as bad stupid. as anybody else. You know, no one, nobody drinks enough. I don't think anybody drinks enough.
0: No, and and I don't I don't feel like I know enough about supplementation uh, to talk with any uh, any authority. But the thing that you know, where I was talking about Miss Michael Mosley's um, recommendations, the the uh, intermittent fasting. Bringing down the general level of uh, just this low grade inflammation that's in the whole of the body. If you've got a, a painful joint and you're also maybe eating pro inflammatory foods, that, that you know, there's certain foods aren't there that drive inflammation in the body. Um, and mm-hmm. so if you've got, a, yeah, if you've got a diet that's high in pro inflammatory foods, uh, and also you're eating because nowadays, let's face it, you could eat from getting out of bed to, uh, to going back to bed, uh, if you, if you wanted to, that's it's so available. Um, and, and so they're having this window of eating that reduces, uh, the research is showing that it just reduces this overall level of inflammation in the body. It gives the gut a rest as well. And that's a really good thing for the gut to have a rest. Uh, you know, I think that it's how we were designed to be originally, you know, at the outset, um, uh, and so if you do have that I notice it myself that you know I've got one big toe that's got a bit of the old uh, osteoarthritis in it yes yeah and the, and the very attractive bunion yeah
1: same here yeah. that's a signature of when you turn 50 the bunion, comes.
0: bunion and I always say, I say to my to my clients I don't know what I did to deserve my granny's feet but gosh I've definitely got them now I'm I'm yeah I see my granny's feet every time I look down nowadays. <laughs> um, but, you know, I have this, this uh, joint that just kind of throbs every now and again. Yeah. And, and so yeah. I really noticed that when, uh, because I am actually quite good most of the time, following uh, nutrition, you know, good, nutritious, basically just uh, real food. That's, that's Do my... Do you wear support shoes then? Do I wear support shoes? oh well yeah because footwear is important Uh, there's different different schools of thoughts on the footwear Julie this is like enough for about 25 (laughs) 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 we could go on and everybody's just about nodded off at this
1: (laughs) part two next time
0: (laughs) round two um so, yeah, because, of course, if, I don't know if I ever told you, but I was the foot physio at Doncaster Royal Infirmary for about five years. back. Were you in- there when I was there? Yeah, we've had this discussion before. Yeah, after, um, oh, my gosh. It was like 90 to 95 or 90.
1: Yeah, that was when I was there.
0: Yeah, uh, And I did actually work in Pete, you know, to start off with there.
1: That, I'd love to go back in time and just see if we actually crossed
0: paths <laughs> and didn't know it. Yeah. yeah I know I know we wonder that uh anyway so yeah I was like they used to call me Philippa the foot that's how many feet I used to see in a week and I, I do you know what I love feet it never bothered me one little bit um but uh yeah so footwear and you know I would work with the podiatrist and we'd come up with all these uh, different because uh, I need
1: um I need the support for my one of my feet mm. <laughs> I've refused to give in I'm still too young <laughs>
0: Well, I know. And and so like I was saying, there's uh, there's a whole movement now, the barefoot uh, movement, which is about uh, having less between you and the ground, which theoretically encourages the muscles of the feet. Because, you know, like I was saying, the postural muscles are designed to hold us up. And similarly, you know, we've got muscles in our feet Mm. uh, that if only we gave them the attention they deserved, maybe they would hold us up for a bit longer too. Uh, but you know what I keep thinking it's, it's like you wouldn't have any time in the day if you did everything for Julie.
1: no no
0: i <laughs> so busy the whole time. Anyway, I think uh, I think I've absolutely loved talking to you today, Julie and I really should do this again because okay. yeah, you have such good questions. Uh, so thank you so much for being my very first victim on the, <laughs> precision, <laughs> on the precision podcast. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk again real soon.
1: Yes, that'd be great. Look forward to that.
0: Thanks. Take care now.
1: See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.